Hi, it's your pal Steamed Hams. Join me every week on the Unforgettable Luncheon as we discuss topics in the nerd world like gaming, comics, cartoons, and whatever else may cross my mind. You can find me on the socials as SteamedHams81 on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find me as the Unforgettable Luncheon on Facebook. And check out Steamed Hams Merchatorium, the link to which will be in the description of this podcast. The Unforgettable Luncheon, nerd comedy at its okayest. And welcome to the Unforgettable Luncheon. I'm your host, Steamed Hams. Or if I had any friends, they'd call me Ed. In this podcast, we're going to discuss all things nerd culture, gaming, and life. This show's going to feature comedy at its okayest. Uh, let's get to know me, though. First, I'm your host, Steamed Hams. Uh, I'm 41. I'm a paramedic and a United States Navy veteran. I've been a gamer my whole life. I still game primarily on Xbox, but I do play some PC, and I'm a known quantity in the arcade community locally. As in, they kind of know who I am to a point, more like, hey, how's it going? And I beat your score, which is a frequent thing for me. Um, This being the first episode, we are going to get into some firsts. Okay, I'll tell you what. My first console was an Atari 2600. Yes, I'm that old. I uh, really belonged to my parents, but I mean, you you get the drift. You know, we had one button, we had one stick, and that's the way we liked it. We had those cutting edge graphics, one little box shooting a line at another box. And all the cool flashing and weep boops you could get. Uh, I grew up playing games like Adventure, River Raid, Missile Command, Firefighter, which coincidentally became my career for a while. Um, I finished my first game at five, which I think was adventure because eventually you're going to figure out the maze. Um, you know, other than that, you know, I, I moved on from there. Uh, when I was about seven, I got my first, my first console that was mine, the Nintendo entertainment system, uh, which came with, uh, of course the zapper, the combination Mario brothers, duck hunt cartridge. Uh, and then my parents bought me Legend of Zelda and Pinball. And I believe later on that evening, I got Kung Fu and Ice Hockey. So I got all the classics right off the bat. Um, yeah, getting that thing, there went any manner of social life for me, you know. Yeah, I was what you might call a bit of an indoor kid. Um, although I will be honest, you know, I would play with other kids, but mostly we went over to their house and played their Nintendo, or on occasion, Sega Master System. You know, you had that rare kid that had that. Um, I'm not going to lie, I got this thing, I got this Nintendo taken away from me multiple times as a kid due to grades because I was one of those kids who didn't like doing homework. I mean, seriously. You go to school for like, what was it, eight hours a day? You went from like eight to two, so really about six, seven hours a day, give or take, uh, depending on where you start and where you went. You know, and you, you go home, you just want to play, be a kid, be free. You know, it's not like you go to work now and your boss says, 
hey, I know it's five o'clock, but I need you to take these reports home and do them on your kitchen table until nine o'clock at night and don't relax. I mean, what was up with that? You know, I, I can't take my work home with me. I work in the medical field. That would be a violation of a lot of different laws. You know, um, but then I ended up getting a Super Nintendo in fifth grade. Of course, got that thing taken away from me more than a few times because of grades. Um, I was a lackluster student just out of laziness, but that's that's me. You know, um, I continued gaming, though, by obviously going to friends' houses. You know, I go to Chuck E. Cheese or other little amusement joints um, for birthday parties and play games like that. Um, you know, Super Nintendo is where I really started to concentrate some of my time as I got older, you know, because the games got more complicated. So, of course, I became a bit of a completionist, um, you know. And the one thing that always differentiated the arcades from home was basically you were limited by tokens, quarters in the arcade. Whereas at home, I could just go, oh, crap, I died again. Reset. Or this game is stupid throw it across the room, put another one in, lose. This game is stupid too. Throw it across. We're done. And, uh, you know, I also played early PC games. So I had things like the original Wolfenstein. I had uh, the point-and-click games like uh, Maniac Mansion, The Secret of Monkey Island, which in itself is hilarious. I still love Monkey Island to this day. Um, I mean, what else can you say about a wannabe pirate named Guybrush Threepwood? I mean, if that isn't the pinnacle of a pirate name right there. Um, I also enjoyed playing uh, the Space Quest series, which was meant to be hilarious. Uh, was extremely funny. Uh, it was a game that was frustrating in the beginning because it is extreme trial and error. You you died a lot. Um, but you kind of figured out what you were doing. And from then, it actually got easier. You could score better. You can get the game done in like under 72 hours. Um, but what was funny was they would do instant replays when you were when you met your end. And it would always be commentary from the two guys from Andromeda. The creators of the game which were just basically the two programmers who dressed up in like pig noses and mohawks and they'd say let's see that again let's see that again hey let's see that again and you're sitting there going just let me continue now well, the main character of that game being roger wilco yeah which i didn't get what roger wilco was as a child but i got older i realized oh that's military talk. As I'm sitting in the Navy and figuring that out. Yeah, you know, Wolfenstein, the one thing that always kind of bugged me about Wolfenstein was a great game. It was the granddaddy of first-person shooters. Without that, we wouldn't have Medal of Honor, Call of Duty, Doom, Halo. Um, it's the fact that you have three different guns. You got a pistol, you got a rifle, you got a chain gun. How the hell did all three guns use the same type of ammo? You literally had 99 shots between the three of them. It's like, I I know it's just the military me speaking, seeing as how I've got obvious experience with these things, but 
I'm, I'm not going to take, you know, a little bitty, little bitty bullet from my sidearm, put it in this big honking gun, and expect it to do have the same effect. Because, well, suspension of disbelief, but also suspension of disbelief that you can, you know, be hit multiple times. You just be walking around like, oh, you know, I got a little bloody nose. I've only been shot six or seven times. Um, you know, and from there, I also played some of the educational stuff like, uh, where in the USA is Carmen San Diego, which strangely enough made me learn about the United States. Wow, my parents had an ulterior motive. They were making me learn while I had fun. What the hell? Why would you do that? Why would you make me learn? So, um... Moved on to PlayStation in high school. Obviously did not get that PlayStation taken away from me. Um, and then I became an Xbox guy when I was in the service because we played a lot of Halo. A lot of Halo in my uh, on my ship. Um, but of course, I went to Japan in 2002. And you would think, you're in a foreign country. You'd want to explore, go see landmarks. No, I went to bars and arcades. That's all I did. I was old enough to drink. Go get drunk, go play video games, vice versa. You know, if you legitimately wanted to find me anytime, like when I was not on, on board the ship, you either looked in the internet cafe at the Fleet Recreation Center, you looked at the third floor of the Recreation Center that has a small arcade, you had this other arcade that was tucked away somewhere in the middle of the, uh, on, on the other side of the base, or... You could go off base and find me in one of like three other arcades or depending on the time at the bar funny story one of the bars actually had a few arcade games they had tetris they had sonic blast man which <laughs> was obviously in poor condition because drunken sailors and it's one of those games where you punch and it had galaga i used to do a little hustle with galaga every night they would turn off the machine you know when they closed the place up turn it back on I scored reset to 20 grand. 20 grand was chump change for me because I got good at that game. I would start betting people, hey, I bet you I can beat that 20 grand in 100, you know, in 100 yen piece. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that. That looks, that looks kind of rough, you know. I, I already seen you playing. You ain't doing that great. Okay, so I would bet, you know, be like two, three people. Okay, who thinks I can take this? None. Okay. If I win, each of you owe me a drink of your of my choice. Can't leave until you pay up. I lose. I will buy you each drink of your choice. I do not leave till I pay everybody up. Deal? Deal. That's where the hustle comes in. They already watched me playing badly. So now all of a sudden, I'm getting that second side-by-side -side ship. Obliterating everything. I got that 20 grand before the end of the second level. Hey, double or nothing. Bonus level comes up. I get, I double or nothing. I get a hundred percent. Oh yeah, no, that, that those bonus levels are always rough. They'll, they'll, you know, you'll screw it up. Okay, fine. I've got the two ships. Just line up in the center, spam the fire button. Next thing you know, I didn't pay for drinks for quite a while until people started to catch on, and I moved on to a different bar, which ended up suiting me more because it was a rock and heavy metal bar, and I could party harder. You know. But, you know, I got to discover some cool games out there. Um, 
I became a weird sideshow attraction one day um, out in town. House of the Dead 3 had just come out. And they're literally just watching me, like, obliterate this game. Like, all like all these local, like, Japanese people were, like, watching. And I noticed at one point, this kid reaches into my pocket. I'm like, oh, this, this little bastard's pickpocketing. He takes a thousand yen note out of my pocket. I'm like, dude, well, get back here. He runs over the change machine. He breaks it a hundred yen pieces. Then he starts lining the hundred yen pieces up on the machine. And I'm like... Is this kid stealing my money and calling dibs? Because how you called dibs back in the arcade days for you youngins is you put your quarter up next and you said, hey, I got next game. No, what this kid was doing was I got one life left. He's putting 100 yen in. As soon as I lose that last life, he's slapping the start button and continuing me because apparently I was some crazy circus sideshow like these people that day. Now, see, I grew up in the time of... Yeah, you had your cheat codes. You know, you had your Konami code. For those of those of you young enough to uh, not know of it, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A. Select, if you want a second player, and start. That was mostly used for Contra. You got 30 guys. Um, it's the only way I could beat the game. Literally, I could not beat the game without the 30-guy code. Never could. Probably never will. Um... And you had things like the Game Genie. Uh, that came out, I want to say I was about 4th, 5th grade, something like that. It was this cool thing you plugged onto your uh, Nintendo cartridges. You put it in the machine. And what it would do is it had this little code screen that would pop up. You put in these codes based on this code book. And it would do things such as unlimited lives, unlimited ammo, you're invincible. Your guy walks on the ceiling. You know, um, you're guys in Final Fantasy turn into the cast of the Golden Girls. Actually, that would have been a cool code. Why didn't they do that? Um, because I would play the hell out of an RPG starring the Golden Girls. Somebody needs to get on that like yesterday. Um, it was fun. You know, it finally beat some games. Um, I still play a lot of these classic games on my Switch. Um, I'm finally beating games I did not as a, as a kid. Um, it helps that I've refined my skills as an adult. And also doesn't hurt that the Switch has rewind function. So you miss that jump or you take that last hit. And you're like, nope. Try again. I want a mulligan. And then about four or five mulligans later, you, you know, make that jump. And or avoid that hit and you're like hey I got it and then something else gets you <laughs> yes um, as I said I'm also into the arcade community um, I go to arcades nowadays there's one I go to which I will discuss a little later uh, it's pretty cool it's a free it's basically a free-to-play arcade so that's where I spend a lot of my time when I'm not at work or I wish I could spend a lot of my time but I have to adult um, Again, I'm a nerd, so I like things like Monty Python. You know, I grew up watching, you know, cartoons, X-Men uh, cartoon. In fact, X-Men was one of my favorite comics growing up. Um, I didn't get into serious comic collecting until about, what was it, 92, 93, whenever, 
whenever they decided to uh, unalive Superman for ratings and then spend like, what was it, two years teasing that he comes back when he comes back with a mullet and, you know, everyone's like, yay, Superman's back. Now we don't have like these 18 Reign of the Superman or whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Joy. Um, but I was collecting like the X-Men books mostly. Um, I would find other stuff that I enjoyed. I, I did like a lot of indies. Um, and I went to my first Comic-Con in 96. It was through, um, some friends in Boy Scouts. One of the dads was a big comic book guy and says, you guys want to go? He took us. I ended up finding like, you know, finding indie comics that are like, obviously long gone like they did not make it past the first few issues you never heard from them again type of thing um but it was a lot of fun got you know got the chance to like meet comic book celebrities i didn't go back to another con for a few years i went with my dad a couple times because he's like you know i'll go with you nostalgia type of thing he grew up reading the golden age and whatnot comics silver age comics um the 60s 70s and i didn't start seriously going to cons until uh, probably a couple of years after I got fully out of the service in uh, 09 um, when I fully got out of the reserves and whatnot and yes I cosplay yes I go and I meet celebrities yes I buy a, I spend a bunch of money on collectibles much to the chagrin of my wife um, it's a blast I love it I will keep doing it until I'm not, I'm not able to do it anymore my wife is just like you spend too much money on this I spend the right amount of money on this. That's my thing. Um, as I said, I like sci-fi, I like nerd stuff, Star Trek, Star Wars. I uh, so I like both. I like Star Wars and Star Trek. So you might call me bitrexual. Um, and I know this is going to cause some heat. I actually think that Picard is the superior commander. Nothing against Kirk, but he wasn't running around trying to hook up with every alien girl that he ran into. It's like, where did he even know where to... You know what? I don't want to think about that because that's going to keep me up at night. Because I won't be able to sleep because it'll be like, no. <laughs> Sorry about the rambling, folks. Um... You know, back to back to the comic books. I still do it, um, or I used to actually. I gave it up a few years ago when the comic shop I was going to closed up, um, and I just figured, you know what? I'm spending so much money on these comics, and I'm not even reading half of them. You know, it's like, what's the point? And they're getting expensive, anyways. You know, I used to remember when the expensive book was the dollar fifty dollars. The, the one with the cover price of a dollar fifty, or you had the jumbo issue that was two dollars. Now it's like three ninety five for a comic book. Are you shitting me? It's like you know. I understand. Back in the day, it was free to fill your tires. Now it's a dollar fifty. That's inflation for you. Same thing with comics. I do apologize. I am a connoisseur of dad jokes, and you will see hear a lot of Simpsons references on this too hence the name steamed hams you know I could quote that in 
entire bit verbatim. Again, much to the chagrin of my wife and my co-workers. In fact, me coming upon this podcast was a bit of a Fat Tony situation. I had a guy at, one, at my side gig say, do you have a podcast? I said, no, he's just, do you have a podcast? Why don't you have a podcast? When will you get a podcast? So now my wife is on the hunt for whoever put the idea of me having a podcast into my head. Which I'm not telling her because I don't want her going to jail, man. Okay. So now that we've gotten to know something about me, uh, this is just the first episode. I'm still kind of getting my legs a little bit, growing pains. Um, The format will change and evolve as it goes along. Um, Hopefully, maybe if I gain some traction, I gain a little, you know, some uh, listeners. We'll be able, I'll be able to maybe bring on a co-host, maybe a guest co-host, maybe do some interviews, you know. Um, I do know more than a few people in the gaming nerd world that would love to talk about things, and I'm sure they'd love to be on podcast. you know. I may not be able to pay money for appearance fees or anything, but I can say, hey, I'll buy you some Portillo's, get you a nice, get you a nice beef with some Jardinere. Yes, I'm from the Chicago area, so Portillo's, Portillo's is good stuff. Okay, you get that Italian beef, you get that Jardinier, you get a little cheddar in there, the mozzarella, something like that. You dip the sucker, you just drown it in in the sauce or in the in the juice. Best way to eat it. Just not in an ambulance, as I learned the hard way when it fell apart in my lap, and I spent the rest of the shift smelling like Italian beef. Plus side for me, not so plus side for the public. Um, but as I said, this format will change and adapt as to I find things that work and find things that don't. Um, now I'd like to actually move on to a segment I'm going to call Plug and Play. Okay, where I get to plug a game that I like to play or I plug a game that you like to play that you suggest to me. Today I'm going to plug the Spectre Files, Deathstalker. Um, it was made in the 80s, completed in 2016. It's a uh, choose-your-own-adventure interactive movie made by uh, Brian Colon, the creator of Arcade Classic Rampage. Um, you essentially play a private detective looking for a missing girl at an abandoned mental hospital because you want the reward money because you're broke. Uh, you can actually buy this game for about $10 on Steam uh, to play on your PC. Or, if you live in the Chicago area, you can head down to Galloping Ghost Arcade in Brookfield um, at uh, and play it in its original form. Play it in its original form as an arcade machine as it was meant to be. I highly recommend it. It's a fun game. Uh, you can go to Galloping Ghost Arcade, 9415 Ogden in Brookfield, Illinois. $25 gets you in the door. 900 plus games, all free play. You want to tag an extra five bucks onto that, you can go down two blocks, play in their play in their pinball arcade, which has about, I want to say 49 pins right now. All free play. Amazing place. I love it. Um, it's kind of like a like a second home. 
as again much to the annoyance of my wife because i if i go to i'd spend plenty of time there and when i do spend too much time there my wife is starting to text me with are you done yet are you coming home why aren't you home yet are you on your way home and then i turn over and look at her and i say if you want to go home just tell me you know or go go play a game that has a seat or here, here's five bucks. Go go get a pop and a candy. You know? But yeah, Spectre Files of Deathstalker. Spectre Files Deathstalker is one of the coolest games I've ever played. I ha I do personally own it on my PC through Steam. And it is my plug and play recommendation for this episode. Um you can find you can find me right now. Anywhere fine podcasts are, are uh, available, uh, most likely I'll be on Spotify for the time being until I can get onto other platforms, which uh, will be you know which will be soon. You can also find me on Facebook at Steamed Hams eighty one. That is my Facebook page for my podcast live streaming. I do stream on Twitch at Steamed Hams eighty one. Um, it's a little infrequent right now due to work. But I do like to play a lot of shooters and retro games. Um, and I'm going to be starting to delve into cooking streams. So you get to see my ugly mug make food. Well, that's it for the Unforgettable Luncheon. I hope a good time was had by all. I'll try to put these out probably weekly. Um, do reach out to me on Facebook or on Twitter at SteamedHams81. Um, or if there's a way to reach me through, uh, through Spotify. As I said, I'm still building everything, so... If you have suggestions, please let me know. Or if you know me personally, tell it to my face. All right. And I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you were able to stop by. Hope a good time was had by all. And I will see you soon.